Welcome to the Rappaport Diamond Podcast, and now your host, Joshua Friedman. Welcome to the Rappaport Diamond Podcast. I'm Joshua Friedman, news editor at Rappaport. Today's episode is about the Chinese market. Diamond demand in the mainland has been extremely weak in recent months, and the recent Jewelry and Gem World show in Hong Kong saw very slow trading in loose stones. In this context, I spoke with Chen Shen, a diamond dealer and consultant and president of Shanghai-based Skywalk Global, which has grown from being a jewelry trader into an importer and exporter of a broad range of products from clothing to machinery. Chen has been increasingly working with lab-grown diamonds and believes the competition for synthetics and not China's economic slump is the real reason for the country's weak diamond market. I hope you enjoy the conversation. Chen, thank you very much for joining us. I'm very excited about this podcast. It's a very important time, actually, because we've, well, it seems like a distant memory now, but we've come off the back of the important Hong Kong show for jewelry and diamonds. And the Chinese market is really one of the top topics at the moment in the diamond industry. It's really been very slow in the last few months, if not the last year. And we've really felt the impact of that on, in the diamond trade with US relatively weak and China being very weak for a long time. So I'm very excited to have you on this. Can, can I just start by asking you, what does your company do? What is your role in the diamond industry? Okay, I started this business years ago in the United States, trading emerald. I was in South America a lot and in Colombia falling in love with emerald. So I started trading emerald. And the year 2012, I come back to China and I'm doing actually TV shopping. That time I'm mainly doing the yellow diamond, one carat yellow diamond on the TV shopping. Then from there I do the also the white diamond, one carat, two carats on TV shopping. And that time was very good for the diamond. I mean, 10, 12 years ago, yellow diamond, you know, not, not as like now, all over the market. That time I was probably the biggest one carat yellow diamond buyer in Hong Kong market. Every time I need to buy 100 pieces, I need to go to so many different companies. You know, here this company, five pieces, then the company, 10 pieces to get 100 pieces for my program. And I can sell like really 100 pieces in 40 minutes, GIA yellow diamond. <laughs> and um, now I'm more focused on for the private clients. And the TV shopping business is changing. People more more look on the internet, live stream. Less people watch TV. Very few people watch TV now. So the TV shopping business is totally different now. So now my business is more focused on the private clients. Right, sure. Chen, we've had some very interesting conversations over the years about the Chinese market. I always know I can go to you for some good insights on what's happening. In the context of that, I wanted to ask about how the recent show in Hong Kong actually was, because the reports that we got and... I think this is largely confirmed when we spoke a couple of weeks ago, was that it was a very disappointing show for the diamond industry. The diamond haul was very slow. And this this was really as expected, though, because Chinese buyers are just not, are not showing much demand at the moment. You're absolutely correct. Hong Kong show is terrible for diamond. I went to the diamond show. You can see all the, basically, people doing the exhibition there. You can very see very few buyers. You talk to the people, the mood was not good. And the diamond market is really, really slow. And I heard the dealers in Shanghai Diamond Exchange, they did not sell one diamond in three months, not even one piece. Right. Were the Chinese buyers present? They just didn't buy or they just didn't turn up at all? I think they didn't, more didn't turn up at all. They didn't buy. I mean, from what I heard in Shanghai Diamond Exchange, 
many retails, big retails, they don't buy any diamond for stocking now. And uh, stopped by, like the Lao Fengxiang, that's uh, one of the biggest uh, retail in China. Of course, its main business is gold, but it's still it's uh, over 5,000 retail stores. They don't buy diamond for stocking one. They used to buy diamond for some stocking, but now they completely stop. Basically, all the retails. So the market is terrible in Shanghai. All the dealers in Shanghai Diamond Exchange, they don't think this uh, situation would change anytime soon. Just some context for the listeners who aren't aware of it. The Jewelry and Gem World Show in the JGW in, in Hong Kong, uh, which is organized by Informer Markets. That's really the most important show on the calendar for the whole year, really, because it comes just ahead of the holiday season and Chinese New Year. It's a September show. It's traditionally timed for jewelers to buy ahead of the holidays, but this year they're just, I guess there just wasn't much buying to do. Do you think this is all of what's happened is because the economy in China, or are there more specific issues related to diamonds that's, that's influencing this? I think it's the most specific for diamonds. Uh, of course, the economy is a fact, but my point of view, even economy recovery or uh, economy getting better, it will not help diamond markets. Uh, that's my point of view. I exchange this point of view with the friends in the Shanghai Diamond Exchange. They agree with me. And I think uh, diamond, this kind of market with the live diamond, and uh, it's a kind of permanent shift. Even it's in China, it's very slow shift. But we see these trends coming. I see that the Israeli company, I'm just saying, I'm not mentioning name. They are used to quite big. They have a big stock in, in Shanghai Diamond Exchange. Now they're dealing with the live diamond. They now buy any new natural diamond for stocking. They're selling the inventory and they lose money on every sale. But in order to survive, so now they're dealing with the live diamond. And uh, actually, turnover is quite fast. Even through, they not make as much money as in the natural diamond. But live diamond turnover is fast. Most sales of the live diamond, what I say, is from a small designer on the internet. All this, not through big retail. But the trends are there. And we see the dealer, this all talk to me about the Live diamond, even soon, it does not make much money as the natural diamond, but uh, turnover is faster, so still good money. So the trend is there, and I think there's a permanent trend. Uh, even though you, if the future the economy come back, many people feel the diamond will not be the same as uh, three years ago, let's say. Right. Interesting, because I think if you go back three or five years, the general approach was that uh, lab-grown diamonds are, are really a U.S. product, and the Chinese consumer showed very little interest in lab-grown diamonds. But it, why would you say that has changed over the last few years? You know, the price point, the economy? It's the price of the live diamond. Actually, five years ago, I told my friends in the U.S., I said, live diamond too expensive. There's no value. I say, when the live diamond is about 20-30% of the natural diamond, then there's the market. And now we reach that point. And uh, because you want at 70% of the natural diamond, people don't see the value on the live diamond. Chinese don't buy that for the, like a, it's a green product, you know, they don't buy for that. They see the value. And the one you have a 20% something of the natural diamond, then people see the value. Live diamond and the natural diamond, you cannot visually distinguish them. They look the same. 
Many people argue, you know, the lab color stone was there for many, many years. They don't affect the natural color stone business. But lab color stone, you can see the difference. Most people can identify and say, this is a lab, not a natural color stone, because it's way too clean. The color is not right. Also, we can prove on this is the color lab diamond. The color is not natural. People, most people can tell. That's why we don't see much price decline on the color diamond. You're talking here about the whether they're natural color or whether they're natural naturally made. No, you can kind of distinguish them, can separate them, a natural color diamond and the lab color diamond. The color is very different. The people look at that. Uh, Lab color diamond, wait a minute, this is look different from the natural color diamond. But this is not the case for the white diamond. You look at them, you cannot tell. And when you compare them at 20% of the natural diamond, people find the value on that. Right. But still, the econ- I mean, the general explanation given for why China is so weak at the moment is the economy. It sounds like you disagree with that, but it, it's... I think the one, even the one economy come back, diamond business uh, is not going to come back the way it is. And uh, China economy, it's weak, but uh, still this year, I mean, government forecast is going to grow 5%. Uh, and uh, I look at the sales, I call some friends about this just past the Chinese national holiday golden week on the luxury brand sales. Cardia Tiffany not doing very well. Okay, but one exception is the Van Cleef Opair. This brand sells a double last year during the Golden Week. Double. It sells very, very well. But the Tiffany, Cartier, they're not doing well uh, because the product, people, the conception is their product line is old. Marketing not, is still the same. Also, we see gold is doing very well. As that take money maybe from the diamond buyer and uh, pearl doing very very well, so this is not like cross over the, the jewelry industry because some sectors doing very well. It's not about the whole business. It's it's diamond problem. It's not a jewelry problems. Another factor is the people getting married. Chinese marriage, I think, registered marriage in 2013 was the highest, over 30 million. And the last year is only seven million, so drop a lot. So you say you know, one of the biggest buyer of the diamond is a photo from the wedding, right? Bridal, and the registered wedding is every year like a ten percent drop. That's another factor. But I think the diamond business you need more innovation. And the white gold is doing so well in the past few years. Uh, one of the things the gold has lots of innovation in the past few years. Uh, they come out a lot of new products, uh, 3D gold, and they can do lots like pure gold, 99.9% pure gold. They can do lots of setting, just like 18K gold now. They create lots of interesting product, and so people spend money on that. And the diamond, there's uh, still the same, nothing changed. I think the diamond business needs to have innovation, but more interesting product come out. What, what do you think that innovation needs to be? My thing is actually about the cutting. It's more fancy cutting. I personally interested by my wife some live diamond with much fancy cutting because if I do that kind of cutting and with natural diamond, it's too expensive. But there's many cutting. You know, one was in Israel. Uh, we tried some uh, cutting 
very interesting cutting with the YZ color, <laughs> but it come out great. We did uh, from 80 facets come down to the 50 facets, and actually at the 55 facets actually look better. And uh, I bought them back in China, and uh, my clients, you know, they didn't even need a GI certificate. They bought them right away. Right, and, and with the lab-grown material, you can take more risks with these things because the rough is not as valuable. Yeah. This trend that you described, how has that affected your business? Has your business shifted more towards lab-grown in line with what you've described going on more, you know, more widely in the market? Yeah, because I can offer my customer a different product. If they just buy Rondo natural diamond, they now it's free. You can go everywhere and very competitive. And it's almost, you know, you can call anyone. You can, I mean, all my rich clients, I mean, they... In their WeChat contact, they probably have five, six uh, people can offer them jewelry, color, diamond, or color stone. But uh, I'm offering, hey, I get you like a, a different cutting, offer something more interesting, a different value, a different product. Uh, I cannot do that with the natural diamond. It's uh, way too expensive, too much risk to do that for the dealers. And they have to offer uh, something, a product uh, different because everyone's selling one diamond. You can get the you compare price and who offer you lowers the price. You have to offer a more interesting product. Right. Yeah. So even in the natural market, would you say uh, interesting shapes or just to begin with regular fancy shapes, yeah. are they selling better in China at the moment than rounds? Not necessarily. People still buy round diamond, but for people like my clients, they all have the round diamond. They want to buy something different. They not buy for wedding, and for them, of course, people for wedding they still buy the round diamond. But for the people who want to everyday like a lady, they want to buy something please themselves. They want to something interesting. They want to a. Hey, they don't want to buy another round diamond. You have to offer something different. They want to go out to show their friends. Mm -hmm. I have something different than you. That's come out of innovation. You know, you have like very interesting cutting and. Uh, very few dealers can mm. take this kind of risk. Right. You know, if you take, say, the, just the regular, the common fancy shapes, you know, the pairs, cushions, marquees, things like that, how are they doing in, in the natural market in China at the moment? They like all the time, but they're doing much better than in the past. People more acceptable fancy diamond. I mean, at least three, four years ago, people still want better. We see more and more people looking for something different. Of course, my clients is more mature clients and they have the wrong diamond from the wedding and they want something different but uh, you know if for weddings still people say i want to wrong diamond i think a different cutting is, is the future because dealing with the color color stone i see how the different cutting affect the color and the brilliance of the stone so i try to see some like a more cutting like we see in the color stone on the diamond and I come out actually great. I sell them very easily. I think that's actually the future. Who say that we have to buy a round diamond? You have to offer some product more exciting to consumer. How much of the market would you say is lab grown at the moment, the Chinese diamond market? I think it's very small, but it's growing faster. And the, I think the one, the price, I mean, I don't, I cannot put a percentage. I don't have any actually number. No one actually counts this. But when I talk to the old dealers in the Shanghai Diamond Exchange and uh, people deal with that, you know, the volume, many people feel lab diamond is here in the state and they certainly affect the natural diamond business permanently. 
and a certain piece of the market gone forever. Even so, the, maybe the economy come back, natural diamond will not come back like the way it was. Right. Not what a lot of our listeners want to hear. Ken, just finally, before we finish, a final question about the upcoming season. We've got the holiday season coming up, the Chinese New Year. Well, what are your predictions? What's your outlook for the holidays, for the fourth quarter holidays and also the Chinese New Year? Uh, the outlook for the fourth quarter and the Chinese New Year. I think the economy is going to get better, but this does not help the diamond markets. I really think diamond markets is kind of gone forever and suddenly will not have some uh, quick recovery in China on the diamond price or anything. Thank you very much, Chen, for answering my questions and having this great conversation. For everyone's sake, I hope the situation over there improves and diamond demand comes back. But uh, as you say, there's a lot to be concerned about. Thank you, Joshua, for inviting me to uh, talk about the Chinese diamond markets. It is my pleasure to talk about this. Thank you very much. Thanks, Cheng, for coming on the podcast. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Rappaport Diamond podcast. For more discussions, news, and analysis about the diamond industry, visit us at rappaport.com. Follow Rappaport Group on Instagram and follow Rappaport on Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn. And don't forget to subscribe to get future episodes. Mm-hmm.